Mr. Cooley. Dude, we are back. It's been a while. It, yeah, I mean, it actually has this time. Yeah. Usually we say that and it hadn't, but... Um, For everybody else, I felt too. Like, I felt like I haven't, I haven't heard your voice in too long. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to deprive you of that. Deprave? Yeah. Deprive? I feel depraved. I've been depraved, but I deprived you. I think that's right. Man, right? we're back to just our 100% quality programming here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. High quality content only here at Similar Vein. How's it been going over there? Uh, it's been going good, man. Good. No complaints. Um, nothing new to report. Unfortunately, the last two weeks for me have been more of the same. But your your favorite season is really setting in. It's true. Yeah, I feel like we're almost getting too far into winterland now, though. Yeah, I kind of feel like my favorite time of year is specifically the month of October because it's mm. the it's the perfect transition between like summer and fall even though I think September is technically fall it's usually still hot in September mm. um so I really like I really like in October like those first few days where it starts to get um cooler but now it's to the point where it's still not that cold but I go outside and I kind of say burr whenever yeah. I go out <laughs> is it pretty brief there still i mean in in kansas is the fall brief uh yeah it it feels like it i always joke that we have like two weeks of like fall fall are the best wow fall is the best two weeks of the year mm-hmm. or whatever because yeah. it's like super hot and then it's nice for two weeks and then it gets either hot again or gets really cold but um it's been like kind of gross and rainy um mm-hmm. this whole last week i think that's probably true of a lot of places in the country right now so um, hopefully it'll clear up and get back to like sixties or so, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a little chilly here, but you, I'm not complaining. Do you remember last year around this time we were talking about how we were kind of, we were having mixed feelings about not wearing the masks anymore because it was cold and how it was kind of nice to have like the, the face yeah. protection from the wind. Yeah, I was exactly. just thinking yeah. about that today because, um, we are in Idaho and there's like that cold front is definitely blowing through. Like they're going to, yeah. the snow stuff is going to be starting soon. And this, this morning I said the same thing to Chelsea. I was like, man, I, you know, we, we had to wear a mask to go into, when I say had to, it sounds like I'm not trying to get into that. We wore our masks <laughs> to go into Starbucks and on our way in, it yeah. was like, you know, oh, thank God. Cause <laughs> it's right. cold on my face. Yeah. Yeah, it does have a nice little added benefit in the winter of, I mean, like you think of when you wear a scarf and a lot of times you wrap a scarf around your face if it's really cold. It's kind of that same thing. So it it is kind of funny how, I don't know, it's still a pain to wear them, but when you're outside and it's cold, it's kind of like the one silver lining. It's not too terrible. It kind of keeps your face warm. So If if only it was more socially acceptable to wear a balaclava (laughs) around everywhere you go. I totally would. They make yeah, those ones right. that can like fold off of your forehead or like down to your neck or whatever, but that's uh, just yeah. one, one more nerdy thing that I don't need. It doesn't separate <laughs> me from right. the nerd. I've always, I've always felt like it's, it's kind of funny that this is the only period of probably anyone's life where you can wear a mask into a bank and not set off alarms yeah you know <laughs> totally like true. even if even if it's not like a medical style mask like a lot of people are doing the bandana thing or mm-hmm. um a 
gator, I think is what it, what they call it. Like that mm-hmm. spandex thing that wraps around your neck. Um, that's like total bank robber mask oh, yeah. type material, sure. but um, you can do it now and people won't think you're robbing the bank. They just Th- think you're being safe. So Does the bandana do anything for the... The COVID supposedly, supposedly not, but you know, there's a really good argument to be made of whether the mask does anything, you know, yeah, right. Like I, I don't have the answer. I just follow the rules. So, yeah. um, I, yeah. I let, I let the experts tell me what, what to do, but the powers that, be. yeah, I, I don't, I can't really imagine that it does a lot being loose at the bottom, but yeah, man, you, know, you, you know, what's weird is just the as we pass from state to state, how different it is everywhere. And even just a a few hours, you know? Well, dude, here in Kansas city, it's different by a few minutes because like big cities, like each suburb is its own city. Right. Mm -hmm. So where I'm at in Overland park, you don't have to wear masks anywhere, Mm. but where I get my haircut in Prairie village, you do. So every time I go and I don't ever go up there except for to get my haircut, so whenever I go in there, I forget that I had to bring a mask and they like, it's not their job to like, tell me to wear one, you know? Yeah. So they wouldn't say anything, but I always ask them for one just because everyone else in there is wearing one. And I feel yeah. like a, an idiot for not, but yeah. it's weird. Like it's weird when you're in, you would think that like the entirety of Kansas city and surrounding suburbs would be consistent, but it's, it's wildly different depending on the city or the county um, or even the state. Cause like Missouri, the Missouri side has different rules than the Kansas side and, and everything. It's, it's wild. It's hard do to you, keep track. Do you think the first time that you go to like a concert or something and masks aren't required and basically no one is wearing them, do you think it'll feel weird to you? Or do you think it'll be more of like a realization of like, Oh, I wow. can say definitely it is weird because that happened to me a couple weeks ago. Oh. I, I went to, went to the Nebraska game, um, in Lincoln and we, we didn't have masks on or anything. And I was at the rail yard, which for anyone doesn't know, it's like this big open air, like bar area, but on game day, it's chaos. And I was standing up on the upper, upper level, just like looking out over this sea of people, no one wearing masks. And I just like, I it just, in that moment, it like hit me that it was like just weird like I felt this, I felt uneasy, even though like I'm vaccinated and I have no real reason to be super concerned about it. We were outside and all this, but like walking in there, I was like shoulder to shoulder with probably 500 people to get to where we were just like, you know, wow. frat boys breathing on my face and yeah. all this, you know, <laughs> the kind of shit that you would expect from a drunk bunch at a football game. So yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is weird coming from like when you, and maybe, maybe this makes me a hypocrite or whatever, but coming from this state of like being fairly careful, um, for a while to now like going to football games and stuff and being around thousands of people and everyone's crammed together and breathing each other's air. It's like, yeah, even in the sh- relatively short amount of time of going through all this, it's like definitely done something to my brain. Yeah. Just like the way that I view situations like that, it, it, I don't know. It obviously didn't stop me from going, you know, and I'm not like, I'm not here to really say that it shouldn't have happened or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it was a weird, a weird realization that I yeah, had. Yeah. Your experience with it was weird. Well, we did the, yeah. the old church show in Portland, um, 
I guess at the time that this comes out a week before this, but, um, it was, it was pretty strict as far as masks when we got there. And so like even set up, we got there in the early afternoon show was at like eight o'clock, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody had masks on and, and, uh, you know, even people that I had seen at other events or, or smaller gatherings that, you know, that didn't require masks, you know, you just, you just kind of do what they say. I mean, you sort of have to, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and it's okay. The um, the gal that was kind of running it over there was just making sure everyone always had them on. And like, if, if right. it would slip down or something, she was kind of the one that would come catch you and have you put yeah. it on. Um, and then as far as like when we got up on stage to sound check and stuff, Nick and I took them off, obviously, to, to sing and, and stuff. Right. Um, and, and that... It get well. I was doing the bandana thing, and I usually do like a normal mask. But I just thought that would be easier. That would be easier because I knew I was going to be like slipping it off and on a lot, right? And so um, on stage without them sound checking, put them on. Got in the green room. It was a very small group of people, so we didn't wear them. Uh, whether or not we we're supposed to, I'm not sure. But then uh, playing the show, I mean, everyone was masked. So yeah, as like a performer. I never realized how much I depend on people's facial expressions for like the energy mm. and the bottom half of their face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. More well, expressive. But see, but mm. also a lot happens up here, you know, up True. on the eyes. Right. And, um, that did do a lot. I mean, I didn't see anyone like scowling, you know? So, yeah. um, but, but that was different and that's really, it's really been the first like indoor show that we've done. So like everyone had to have a mask other than like an outdoor thing. People kind of spread it out, spread out. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. And then, uh, show, I mean, people were great. They were super responsive, like vocal. So you, uh, you know, you're not really missing anything, you know, which I thought was weird. And actually the venue told us a couple weeks before they said, Hey, so just based on the way the last shows have been going um, this year, we are expecting at least a 20% uh, drop off, like as far as actual attendance, you know, mm. like you sell the place out, but they're expecting a 20% yeah, drop. Yeah, people, people don't show up. Some, yes. Yeah, like so they told us that they would, they would oversell, they, would, they wanted to open up uh, more tickets just to kind of account mm. for that. So we did that and then those all sold. So it was full. I mean, it was like all the seating was taken. The old church is like, it has pews in it, like a church. Yeah. And then behind that is like standing room. So there was people back there and I mean, it was great, but it was like my first real, like from the stage side concert experience. Mm. Um, And man, it was, I was just going to say it was weird how normal it felt to me, you know? Oh, like that ev- ma- everyone had a mask. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. I even really thought about it until afterwards. And I was like, huh, you know what? I kind of missed everybody like smiling, you know? Right. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm having a hard time with my words today. Apparently <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the masks and I promise this whole episode is not going to be our opinion on wearing masks, but yeah, right. I don't think the masks are a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not one of these people that 
views having to wear a mask as like a complete uh, stripping of my liberties and freedoms as a person. Mm. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of times where I, you know, when we're wearing them that I wish we weren't just because like I have a hard time hearing what people say. And I mm-hmm. have learned in the last year and a half, how much I rely on being able to read people's lips to like put piece together what they're saying to me. So like when we go out to eat and the bartender's wearing a mask or something like most of the time, dude, I cannot hear what they're saying because for some yeah. reason I just like, if there's a bunch of ambient noise, like a lot of other people talking, um, even if it's not too loud for some reason, that's just all I can focus on. And I have a mm-hmm. hard time, you know, picking out one particular voice. So yeah, stuff like that is where I kind of notice the the inconveniences of it. And it's, it's obviously uncomfortable or whatever, but um, yeah. like we had to wear them when we went to that need to breathe show and um, you know, it, it was fine. Like I, I didn't have any issues with it. And thankfully, like as far as I knew, no one else there had any issues with it either. Like everyone mm-hmm. followed the rules and it was fine. I didn't see any issues. So I, yeah, I think it's, it's okay. There was a couple of people at the show that I talked to afterwards that had kind of like those see-through coverings. Yeah. So like that was really nice because I knew mm-hmm. these people and like, you know, I, I really do, when I conversate with them, I notice like how much they smile and stuff. And so um, that was kind of cool. I'd, I I should probably look into one of those maybe. Not that anyone's <laughs> missing my <laughs> smile, but yeah, another thing yeah. that I noticed from this show was, especially with all the, you know, I feel like isolation is kind of a harsh word. Like, I don't know if, you know, everybody is playing the similar vein drinking game about to say uh, the word Midwest. I don't know if it's a mm. Midwest thing, but um, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel, to me, it doesn't feel isolated. It feels more like groups of people that you can kind of trust. Yeah. And maybe that is how it is most places, right. you know. Um, mm. But... I did notice that after this show, because of the isolation, quote unquote, um, that has been the last couple of years, I, I had like a huge dopamine rush. Like it's mm. when the show was over, obviously I had that high that, you know, we talk about on here all the time, but mm-hmm. even for the next couple of days and now today being, um, three, four days later, like I've wanted to go on my runs driving has not been difficult at all i've just been like i don't know and overall like happier more patient yeah interesting um it it's it was seriously like a shot that i'd mm-hmm. been needing for a while mm. um so you you have been taking a break from social media apps yeah. recently right yeah you feel like you feel like that had some play into it like you yeah. you haven't had the daily constant dopamine so when you finally get like an actual source of it it lasted longer yeah and maybe man now that you say it like that maybe it, it wasn't the best thing for me because you're right i mean we do as people have that like constant dose of it right yeah i mean you'd yeah. you probably do it at work right when you're you're feeling kind of low or whatever you've just been like worker being and you need a little break does it bring um, you up if you look at the apps no here here's the thing what I was alluding to by that is I think you're returning to like how it's supposed to be yeah like i think even I think humans are designed to release dopamine at like um 
very specific times where it's mm. warranted, right? But in our generation, we've been conditioned to always be satisfied, like this constant, like instant gratification through mm. Instagram or like now it's TikTok. And I, my experience is I am not taking a break from social media, but mm. I, I would say I'm in the opposite world where like I am spending more time on it now than I ever have before. And I'm having a hard time feeling um, anything. <laughs> like I feel, <laughs> I feel numb, dude. Like I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like in terms of um, like when, when TikTok first came out, when I first started using it, I felt like it, it was really fun and I was really enjoying it. Like I was laughing a lot at stuff that I saw. Um, now I'm just like stuck to it and I hate everything I see, mm. but I just am still on it. And I feel like, I feel like an addict. Like if I go 20, 30, 45 minutes without like getting on something, mm -hmm. I'm like getting restless, you know, because mm -hmm. I haven't had my dopamine fix where, um, I remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, like when we were in actual, um, lockdown, couldn't go do anything mm -hmm. was also the time in my life where I took like a month off of so any social media. And ironically, during that time when everyone was so like worked up, I feel like that was the happiest I've been in a while. Like just because I didn't, I wasn't glued to it like I, mm. like I am now. So, um, when you, when you bring up the work example, unfortunately, like I'll be working for like 15 minutes and I feel like I need to take a break and it's like, yeah. that's not how it should be. You know, it's because my brain is wanting something um, that's separate from what I'm doing right now. It's not because it's not because I've worked really hard for 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> because I have gone 15 minutes without my my drug of choice. You know. So what's the application for the? You know, like you said, you feel like I'm returning to the way it's supposed to be. How was mm. that beneficial? Like before all this social media stuff started, like the intermittent dopamine rush or if that's even what you call that. I kind of feel like, I mean, I, bro, I'm not an I'm expert. I'm just asking on, what you think. <laughs> on brain <laughs> chemistry. Um, <laughs> I do think, I think it makes you enjoy the enjoyable things more probably. Mm. Like the show, like you said, that that lasted you a couple days, yeah. right? You said. It was heightened. Like even the show itself, you know, it was really basic. Um, I mean, we had lights and stuff going. We had a crew there, but like the show was acoustic show and I was basically mm -hmm. just switching from piano to guitar and, you know, we weren't doing like any, anything super special. Right. It was special in its own way, but it made me feel like each song felt monumental. You know what I mean? Right. I'm yeah. Not sure. Yeah. And I, th I think like, I think, I think there's a tolerance, like there's this, this idea when like you take a lot of caffeine or you drink coffee every day that you build up mm -hmm. this tolerance um, and it's eventually no longer all that useful for you. Um, I feel like it's, it's a similar thing here where, you know, like maybe going out to eat seems like a very just like trivial thing, but if you haven't been blasting your brain with dopamine all day, <laughs> like that thing can f maybe feel a lot more pleasurable Mm -hmm. um, than previously. So like it, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it has to be like a show or, you yeah. know, like going, going to some event, but like the things in life that we're supposed to be able to enjoy, 
Mm. Um, that we're like, when we're hooked to all these things, just kind of taking for granted and passing by and like sitting on Instagram while we're at the bar or sitting on Instagram while we're, you know, having dinner with someone that we should be having a conversation with. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I, it's one of these things that I don't think we really understand. Um, I don't think we really understand the impacts of it long-term because our generation is kind of like the first to experience it, but there are generations past us now that are growing up a hundred percent immersed in it, you know, yeah. and people always say like, I'm not letting my kids on screens or whatever, but I think like, there's no way around it at this point. No. Like once they get to school or they're going to have friends that have them or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, by the time they're like probably five or six years old and starting to like, hang out with friends and stuff, they're going to like mm-hmm. start getting into it. So I don't think we really know what the long-term effects are yet. Yeah. And I don't think it's so bad to, you know, and I have a son, so maybe my opinion is biased, but like to, to kind of work it in, in some way, you know, right. not, I mean, when I was a kid, we had screens and stuff, but it's not like my mom just let us sit in front of the TV all day. I mean, I had friends who their, their parents did that and I just felt like yeah. there was nothing else to them other than their cartoons. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. Like there's a way to do it and develop healthy patterns and mm-hmm. teach them that like there are still like there is still value in going outside and doing things. But yeah, I think we we all know or have seen out in the wild um, parents that just like plop an iPad in front of their kid. Yeah, that, right. because it's because he he or she is screaming and yes. <laughs> then they learn they learn very quickly, you know, like if I scream, I'm going to get the iPad. So like yeah. every time I do, like I'm just going to start doing that. It's like this it becomes a reward system, mm. you know, where it should be uh I don't know, it shouldn't be like that, you know. Um another thing you kind of touched on was the the tolerance thing. And I I don't really think about that very much because um I've been told that I'm a person that enjoys like, man, I'm trying to think of a, of a lot better word than the one that came to mind, but, um, <laughs> like, um, pleasures. I was going to say substances, but <laughs> that, that isn't correct, yeah. you know, but like, so I love sparkling water, right? Because to me, uh-huh. it's like, my brain is just like, this is way more exciting than drinking your water bottle all day, you know? Right. And, um, obviously whiskey, coffee is huge for me. Um, and I've been told like people say like, wow, you're having coffee at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'd be up all night. And I'm like, and this is like two of three, you know? Right. And it's, that's weird. I don't really like tolerance. Like to me should have like a positive connotation to it, you know, like pain tolerance or whatever. Yeah. But when I think about the stuff that I enjoy and like developing a tolerance to it, that kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of makes me nervous. Right. No, yeah, I, I use, uh, I talk about this a lot in terms of like diet. Like people, I eat the most boring meals every day. Every, yeah. Like the same five meals every day. Like I just don't think about it. And people are like, don't you get bored? Like, don't you want more pleasurable food? And I'm like, if you eat super pleasurable food every every time yes. then the time you eat pleasurable food, it's like normal. Right. Yes. So I'm not, I mean, it's not this conscious, um, 
conscious exercise of like depriving me of things I like so that when I have something I like, it's better. But yeah. it does have, it does kind of have that effect where like when I eat bland foods all the time, the times that we go out to eat, it's like real, real nice, real pleasure. Yeah, I can imagine you know? the way that like you enjoy a burger compared to, you know, most people or even me that has it more frequently. I'm saying the burger with all the trappings, like all the cheese, yeah. all the bread. Um, it probably is like, feels so worth the money, mm -hmm. you know, compared to me or like, oh, I have a burger and I'm like, oh, it's not the best one I've had because I had one right. two days ago, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I think, I think people get hung up with food a lot because mm -hmm. we're like, as far as I know, we're the only species that eats for pleasure you know yeah. every other species eats to survive like solely so right there's like this this definite you know probably dopamine dopamine response to um eating good food and I, I just i have this theory that if you always are eating really indulgent food then it just becomes normal and then like the special meals aren't as great you know i don't know but yeah. i try to be conscious of this idea of tolerance um in a lot of aspects of my life, but it's, but apparently not in terms of social media and like dumping uh, chemicals into my brain every, every five seconds. But see, but don't we kind of make an exception <clears throat> for that in our minds? Like we, we have just accepted that it's part of our everyday, you know, looking at your right. phone and, and not even just social media. I mean, I know we tend to talk about that quite a bit on this podcast, but like texting and just using your phone right. overall, you know, uh, we've accepted that that's kind of normal. And so we sort of like forgive ourselves for, mm -hmm. for that. Well, know? and everyone else is doing it, you know, right? <laughs> and like the people, I mean, I'm not saying this about you, but usually if someone t says that they're like taking a break from being on Instagram or something, ev everyone kind of rolls their eyes at them like, Oh wow, you martyr. Good for you. You know, because it's so um, opposite of what everyone else is doing. But yeah, every, yeah I feel like ev everyone is just constantly on their phone. So it's this like forgivable thing. Yeah. And, and people, that's weird too. The guilt that you feel when someone tells you that they're not doing it, right? Mm, and like, yeah. even though you might have your own specific reasons for like, t I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not on a lot of stuff right now, but it's not me thinking no one else should be. Right. I'm just saying maybe I shouldn't be. So, and you're also not on your high horse about it. Like I brought it right, up that you're right. taking a break. You know, a lot of people yeah. will take a break from things just so that they can say that they're, they'll post or a story like, on their Instagram see, saying, Hey, I'm taking thing. a break from Instagram. Yeah. It's like, why, why didn't you just take the break? Why did you have to like inform everybody? Just do the thing. You wanted everybody to talk to you about it. You know, it's like, right. Yeah. Just, just do it and, and do it right. Yeah. I've been, so coming off of the show, um, I felt like I had that huge dopamine rush. I've been wanting to do like a bunch of things that I haven't been doing up until the show. Like it was super rainy in Portland, which crushes dopamine for me. I think that's the chemical yeah. in the brain that crashes for me. And I was Something, like, I don't, yeah. yeah, I just didn't feel like doing much. And you can use the rain as an excuse to not go do things and, um, so the show was great. I rode that for like three days and now I'm kind of at the point where it's, it's this perfect storm, unfortunately, of being kind of in the middle of the nowhere right now. Um, 
the park that we're at right now is not all too exciting. It's just kind mm-hmm. of a place to be plugged in, recharge the batteries. And, um, you know, we couldn't have gone, we couldn't have gone three more hours to the next city that is there. Like this yeah. is where we had to stop. And, and so, you know, immediately tonight, I just felt this, this low of like, and man, it's even with like getting on the game, you know, mm-hmm. I thought tonight how bad I wanted to get on it, but it's like, that's probably because I'm missing that. Right. So it can start to bring in some, some of these like tendencies and, and activities that aren't necessarily beneficial because I've taken the, the social media, I mean, not completely away, but you know what I mean? Quite a bit less. Yeah. I'm wanting to fill the cracks with replace it with something. Right. And, and I know you might have something to say about that, but also, um, to touch on what you said earlier about like enjoying the normal things. I've also, I have felt like just like hanging out with my boy and like Mm. all of that has been way more like fulfilling Right. Like I want to spend more time with him or whatever. Like even on the drives, noticing, I mean, this sounds, that sounds made up as I say it out loud, but like even today I was driving and I'm like looking and I'm like, man, look at the colors on those trees. Just the tips of the branches have started to change colors. And I was like, what the hell? Like I yeah. don't think I've, <laughs> I've ever noticed that before, <laughs> you know? Right. So maybe it's good, but I've also been kind of trying to slip my other tendencies into those Mm. those cracks a little bit. Yeah. What have you, what have you found that you've like trying to replace the thing, the things that you're absent from, what have you been trying to replace it with? I mean, I've been wanting to watch Netflix so bad. Like every time we get back in to the Airstream after a day or whatever, I'm like, I just want to throw some show on or a movie. Yeah. Whereas before I just got done talking to Chelsea a couple weeks back, like, it's been so long since we've watched a movie, you know? Right. Or something. And, and like, I've been really pining for that. Mm-hmm. Um, going out to eat, I want, instead of like cooking and stuff like we normally do, I've wanted to, yeah, like eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, when <laughs> right. we're out here. Food, yeah. food's a thing, you know, like it, and it, I think it does play on kind of our primal instinct to like, yeah, we eat to survive. Yeah, but also we're in a civilization where that is an absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for some people it is for us, right? But for us, um, so there's like the surplus constantly. Yeah, um, and there's a major social component too. Like, yes, I mean i I love going and just sitting at the bar and like talking to the like if it's a good bartender. Like that is all the social interaction I need for like a week. Like it's, yeah. it's super fulfilling for me for some reason. Like there's some, some energy I get out of being in a restaurant and like observing people and being around people that is, is fun and you get a good meal. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is. And that was one of the things too, like after the show, we wanted to celebrate um, that the show was done. And basically, you know, just because of the year it is, it's one of just a few more that we have this year. And so yeah. like we wanted to go out and eat and everything like that. And that was all just for a couple of days, kind of like maintaining 
the mm. high, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now, I mean, not to say, <laughs> I mean, I'm making it sound like it's, it's terrible now. It's not. It's just, I, you know, also along the lines of pre-lockdown, you know, not that we're in that now, but you were also getting a constant dose of that social activity and stuff, you know? Like it was more normal, yeah. I think. I don't know about you, I guess... You've seemed to me like someone who's always been able to say like, well, let's save the weekend for the the hang. But maybe you guys went out more before all the stuff went down. Um, well, me and my girlfriend, we kind of just go out whenever we can because she typically works on weekends. So Oh yeah. Like right. we don't like our our what most people would spend their weekend with their significant other can often take place on like a Tuesday or a Thursday or something. Yeah. That's cool. So I, I I didn't really ever think about it that way, but yeah, I I mean, I do feel like pre COVID lockdown times, we, we definitely were out a lot more often than we are now for whatever reason, even though like Mm -hmm. we could do it now. It's like we got used to, and I've had, I've had these realizations recently. Like there'll be nights where she and I are, um, just like sitting in the living room with Netflix on, but we're both just staring at our phones, like not even talking to each other or not even watching Mm -hmm. what's on the TV. Like we're both just on our phones in the same room together. And like previously, I guess before we lived together, like every time we were together, we would like go out and do something or, um, you know, be making dinner or, whatever. So there is this other aspect of like intention, being intentional with your time. Um, where like we, we both like after a day of work, just default to wanting to, um, get back to our drug of TikTok Mm -hmm. or Instagram or whatever, where instead, like we should probably think about, you know, having a conversation (laughs) with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm man, it's the same way for me because even before, 2020 and everything I have always been the kind of person that loves like I'm I'm a house cat of a person like you know and uh so I was kind of the same as you like you mentioned before when everybody kind of said well well here was here was my thought process actually when when the shows were starting to peel off at first I was kind of like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe a little less is all right. You know, like mm. we'll slow down a little bit. And then when it got to the point where it was like, uh, nobody's doing shows, I started to freak yeah. out a little bit. Right. But in the same token, I also kind of thought, all right, this is okay. Like I don't mind getting up and going to work in my sweatpants. Like I, right. I, I would enjoy a remote job if I wasn't doing what I'm doing. And, um, it, so it, it for me, I don't get a lot of my fill up from the going out and hanging out with people and stuff. Like I love to do that, but that expends mm-hmm. me. Right. So, but my wife, she definitely loves to like, not not necessarily with like people around and stuff like that. She tends to like to be pretty small groups. Yeah. But she fills up completely outside of walls, you know. Mm. So, so it was really hard for her, especially we were in Nebraska, you know, basically stuck in my yeah. hometown. Um, and it, it was one of those things where we didn't really talk about how difficult that was for her. Right. And how much she was missing and like needing 
that wasn't happening. You know, we would like go out to dinner every once in a while and that yeah. wasn't enough. Like, so like walking the dog and stuff was great. We'd do that almost every day, but that's right. like an hour. Yeah. And it's very repetitive, right? Like it's usually probably the same loop yes. multiple times and, or, and I have also been, uh, accused rightly so of thinking that certain experiences, expending myself in my relationships for a brief period of time earns me some kind of like alone time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm not talking about anyone specifically, but I am, you know, yeah. and it doesn't, it's just, that's not the way life works. You don't like put some in and get some back. It's you mean every, every interaction is not a <laughs> transaction. There's not always like a, uh, oh, man, give I and take to everything. Man. What a but, concept. But even if I thought I was like being kind of sly, like yeah, we'll do the walk, we'll do dinner and all that. But then when, you know, 10 o'clock hits, it's tide time. But that right. isn't necessarily true. It's like a cycle and it's just constantly going. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the lack of, you know, even the social media and stuff over the last uh, couple months I've been doing has shown me that too. And mm-hmm. it's exposing a lot of like my, my tendencies. You know, mm-hmm. my, my everyday things that I take way too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you spend 15 minutes on social media and you get kind of that rush and you fill up, you're kind of ready to just like do whatever for a while. Yeah. But when I wasn't getting that, I was sitting real low for a mm-hmm. long time and like not, so it had this negative effect. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, it's I, an, feel it, it's, I feel it coming on, man. I'm asking for help here. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, the social media thing is such an easy escape, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you say like now in this time where you're taking a break from it, you're starting to see like tendencies of yours or, you know, things about you that you could work on. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're always defaulting to just pulling out your phone instead of like thinking about things, you know, it's just a good way to avoid issues or avoid, um, tasks or chores, you know, avoid whatever, whatever you're talking about. But, um, yeah, I do think, I mean, I think in seasons of taking a break from that, like, I don't, I don't think it's realistic or feasible to just like shun it away altogether. Maybe it is, but, um, it is probably important to find things that you can do to like re up every now and again on, Mm. on your emotional, fulfillment like um the benefit is it might not have to be some grandiose thing you know to to feel satisfied and it might it might last you longer every time but um like planning planning things to do or or whatever i feel like would be beneficial you know did you did we talk about on the podcast yet like um kind of how i haven't been listening to the news lately was that in person or on the pod I yeah remember. yeah it was a couple of weeks ago yeah okay so we did talk about on here Yep. I, I've kind of, you know, some, some days I will go to open my news app and, and, and remember that it's not there. Like when I try to mm. search it. And that's yeah. one of the things too, that I realized that I was putting a lot of my emotion into, but man, I have been way happier mm. since I haven't been paying attention to it. And, you know, like you said back, you know, just to recap it, you told me, um, I'm not sure how much is going to change just based on you, Tyler, 
listening to the news because I'm not the kind of person that's like marching in the streets and right and taken to the socials um, because I've never felt like that was my place. I don't know if it's anyone's place to throw it in someone's face, but exactly, I, com- yeah. I completely understand if you want to be vocal about it, but I am not that person and I was more of like a... Um, I was just swallowing all this news all the time from both yeah. sides because right. I just wanted to know. And I felt like maybe it was my job a little bit to know so mm-hmm. that I was sensitive on stage or whatever and with the platform um, that that's at my fingertips right? to be sensitive to it, you know. But there's also uh, that, that dropped me down too. And I, I kind of did this <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah which I don't think wasn't necessarily the best way to do it, but um, it, that, that has made me happier, Yeah, you know? And I, and I truly think that even cutting out some of these apps has given me some happiness back in a way. Yeah. You know, there's a, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like Facebook is just... Yeah, it's just a. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the the word. I mean, it's just an echo chamber, basically, for yes people to vent about politics or whatever. Which I agree with you, man. Like, if you really feel obligated to share your opinions or whatever, that's fine. Like, um, but I don't think forcing anything down anyone's throat is all that productive. And I could tell, yeah, I could tell, dude, that the news was like super bumming you out, and yeah. Um, and I think even, even in your case where you were trying to take in information from all angles and, and be as neutral and unbiased as you could, that almost makes it worse because then you're just like constant, you, it's just noise. Everything is noise. Everything is an argument. And like, um, that can bring you down. Like the most, the most common thing that comes up on my TikTok is like Karen videos of like yeah. people being <laughs> like way too worked up about nothing and I watch them because like it makes me angry, but that, that is like, I don't know. There's something about that that keeps bringing me back. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really unhealthy cycle. And I think that a lot mm. of people get stuck in that cycle with the news. Like they, they watch the news to hear something that'll piss them off because that, that feeling of being pissed off is like the only thing that they feel. Right. So like, that's what they keep coming back to or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. It, it's, I, I really think in a lot of cases, ignorance is bliss when it comes to some of these things. Like, yeah, I know people will say that's like the irresponsible position to take. And that makes you, um, you know, like not taking a stand on something is actually taking a stand in the opposite direction, whatever. Say what you want. Like I'm happier when I'm not just constantly keeping up with the arguments and people. Yeah dragging each other through the mud and all this stuff. Like a lot of things don't directly impact me. Um, so I choose mm-hmm. to not get hung up in them because otherwise I'll get fixate on them. Unfortunately, I'll just keep well, watching Karen videos apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, it <laughs> kind of skews without meaning for it to It kind of skews your moral compass, you know, mm. cause you're getting, you know, and it depends on how much of which side I listen to, you know, I'll start to think, Oh, maybe I do agree with that, you know, 
Mm-hmm. But maybe I didn't really need to hear anybody say that. Maybe it just needed to come time to like brass tacks election or whatever, knowing those core values and um, you know, there's a million a million backstories to to every politician and like you could go into all that, but then again, you know, it feels weird saying it, like we're coming up on episode fifty and just like I've always been the person that's like in into that to the politics of things but yeah I mean it just I don't think I was really making a difference by obtaining all that information (laughs) and I and yeah and what you said you know just I mean it still hits me hard when I when I think about it because even like I'd go on my run and I'd listen to the news because I felt like when I got back from it I just kind of knew what was going on in the world Mm. but I was also like pissed off Mm -hmm. you know it's like, what is wrong with everybody around us? You know, I'm not like a world peace person. I don't, right. I don't know that that's easy, but I just, it did add a lot of frustration. And it's now interesting. I'm, I'm kind of, it's interesting because it, it kind of seems like, from my perspective, it kind of seems like one of those like things that people do to have a false sense of productivity or a false sense mm. of like doing something that mattered, you know? Like, um, cause there, dude, there are people that are news nuts and they really love the fact that they can (laughs) just talk about what's going on all the time Yeah, and it doesn't really gain them anything other than like social currency, like being able to talk Mm. about things. Like, did you see what that guy said? You know? Um, so I don't know, like I, I see the appeal of wanting to be informed and I've, I have felt that pressure a lot and I, I think I do a good enough job of staying informed of like. I get the cliff notes mm. version of things, but yeah, I just don't feel like I need to be constantly pumping it through my ears to feel like I'm a, a good member of society for some reason, you know? The thing the thing I do miss a little bit, to be selfish, is you and I would sometimes go a couple books long worth of texts on mm. some some political things. Yeah. And I and I do kind of miss that like just feeling like um, you were sort of also paying attention just so we knew. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I mean, I've been thinking about kind of like a return to it in some form. And I think I'd like to be way more, way more observant mm-hmm. rather than vocal, even with, you know, with you and um, like my mom actually <laughs> is, <laughs> she can get super heated yeah. on some stuff. Um so every time we go back, I feel like we always like, we'll have a beer or whatever and, mm. and just, I'll get her all worked up about it. And it's fun. I love yeah. it. Um, and she's really smart. Like the stuff she says, she's, she's paying attention. I, I miss those conversations. And yeah. I think even with like, you know, uh, sports ball, you know, like people want to, <laughs> people want yeah. to have those like connections. Right. So I think there is kind of like a community aspect there, but. Also, like you said, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have felt like way, way less heavy hearted. And I Mm. felt like it is, I am more of a, a a hidden snowflake in the sky rather than like a special snowflake to like on, on stage feeling like I need to like, um, 
give back to all these people. Mm. Like just sort of like I have this special place on this stage where you're all supposed to just kind of listen to me. Yeah. When we got done with the old church show, Nick was like, man, he's like, you didn't really say anything. Thank God. I I didn't have anything (laughs) to say. Like, what's I supposed to tell these people? I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, I'm just playing Mm -hmm. some songs. I I hope you like them, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah, thank God. Because to me, it felt, it felt great too. Just kind of, kind of fall back into society a little bit, you know, in a good way. I would imagine that the audience probably appreciated that. Like, dude, so many people came up after the show and wanted to talk. Like it was, we, we done, we couldn't even talk to everyone. Yeah. And it was cause I didn't like make anyone feel any kind of way. Yeah. I mean, if you just, if you just think about how like every conversation everyone has had in the last 18 months has been so Is like serious bullshit? in yeah. a downer, you know, <laughs> yeah. like to go to a show and have someone say like, we're just going to play some music, you know, let's just take a break. Yes. That's what they want, you know? And I, that's what we did. I think it's an yeah. unfair, it's an unfair expectation. I, I don't know where it comes from either that people put on artists or that artists put on themselves to feel like they have to have these groundbreaking monologues on stage or, you know, have all these yeah. political or, um, you know, social stances on things like, It is okay to just be a musician, I think. Yeah. Like if I like if I went to a show and I paid however many dollars for a ticket and thirty minutes of the show was some guy on stage talking about politics, I'd be like, I didn't remember (laughs) signing up to go to this this rally. I wanted to come watch music, you know? So You know what? To be fair, I mean and you know this, I didn't ever really get into the politics. But at the end of the show, I would usually say something like I know the world is crazy right now, blah, 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 like all this. And like really just taking a step back from uh, putting all that into my brain every day, playing the show, I didn't feel like a responsibility to say that. Yeah, I felt like I could just be like, well, also too, you know, man, like the new music is not, the new music is not gimmicky. It's not like, Hey, honey, I'm coming home. You know, like just for yeah. nothing, just for fun. It's it's heavy stuff, and like mm. even the the upbeat songs are 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 heavy topics. So, I think that's part of why I felt like there was less to say because mm. I was like, man, what can I say in between these songs? That like, you know, there was. I mean, it was really funny at the show because you know it's getting closer to Thanksgiving and. And people starting to get into like the Christmas mentality and stuff. And I said something about, um, hopefully y'all didn't expect Christmas songs since we're getting there. And, and then I started singing one, you know, and then I stopped because I don't know the words. And then everyone, you know, like those are the things that I want to connect with the crowd on. Like, Mm. let's just be here tonight. Speaking of, you know, all this the social media and just feeling like you have to be connected to everything that's going on outside of the world. Like when you find those times that it's just you and those people in a room out to dinner in your living room, whatever. And you feel like you're just giving and taking everyone's there and no one's really on their phone. Mm. You know, there's like, I mean, I've learned to 
cherished that more in the last few weeks than I ever have. And I've also felt like my life is moving so much slower. Mm. It just feels like the clock is running like at least a minute slower all the time. And, and that's been, it's been great. Like I could go for my run and it doesn't feel like I, I forgot what happened during my run. Like I'm paying attention to my body and like, Mm. I mean, I haven't been listening to music and that's a whole nother podcast, but everybody, just so you know, I don't listen to music (laughs) at all, (laughs) but, but even that, just like getting in tune with myself and yeah. And like I said, the fall and, and the weather changing and everything, like it's been, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm having some kind of like euphoric experience and now right. I'm changing my life. Right. It's just different now. Yeah. You know? No, I think, I think it's good, dude. I think it's good to take a break from things that you feel like are distracting. Um, I've been feeling like I need to do the same. So uh, maybe I'll join you here in a couple of days on, on the other side, but if you um, do that, then then we won't we won't have we, we're yeah. gonna talk so much because we'll have no idea what's going <laughs> right. on. We'll be doing a podcast, <laughs> three podcasts a week because we'll just have yeah. so much to talk about. Yeah. Up. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Similar Vein Podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe if you haven't already, and check us out on Instagram at Similar Vein Podcast. Until next time, we will see y'all. See y'all. <laughs>